In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you, Paying It Forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Drugginet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Hi everyone, it's Josephine and I'd like to welcome you to Paying It Forward this morning. Today's guest is Valerie Luther of Creative Concepts. Creative Concepts um, is based on social media and um, her company is a foundation that has, pu- um, that has a foundation in public relations and marketing. I hope I didn't botch that up too much, Valerie. No, but, no. Um, <laughs> and can Valerie, you hear me okay? I, knew, I was yes. uh, trying to call in. I didn't know if you could hear me. Yeah, you're perfect. We oh, hear you boy. nice and clearly, Valerie. Um, Valerie has an absolutely fascinating story. And um, I want all of our listeners to know out there today, I'm very excited about today's interview because I know I'm personally going to learn a lot about public relations, <laughs> marketing, and social media. So, Valerie, why don't you start out? Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in your business. And I know we have lots to talk about, so let's get started. All right. Well, well, number one, thank you for inviting me on your show. I totally appreciate being here with you, and I know we definitely have lots to talk about. But um, in terms of creative concepts, how did I start creative concepts? Well, I, I think that always um, I have always done events. And I've always had a PR mindset, even though I may not have always been doing it in the various jobs that I, I have had. And um, so, actually, uh, what I did is I did a variety of jobs, and then I was home full-time with my kids, much like you were. And, um, and while I was doing a fair amount of volunteer work, I finally got into doing more of the PR side of things. And that's when I knew that PR was one of the uh, top things that I really love to do. So... After I had done the whole volunteer thing and been home, I said, okay, enough already. Um, it's time to go make some money and have some more fun. So that's what made me start Creative Concepts, which started out as PR marketing, and then it grew into social media, and we do all sorts of fun things today um, with Creative oh, Concepts. That sounds great. And, Valerie, it's so funny. When we decide to leave our high-powered careers and stay home and have kids, you know, it's so much fun. Um, and then it starts to happen where your mind just starts going, rolling, and you start thinking, wow, I really need to have more adult conversation. And that's how it started with me. And all of a sudden, I saw a problem that existed while potty training my son. And I said, gosh, there's got to be a better way um, to handle all the germs in public restrooms. And I just kind of said to myself, 
you know, I'm not one of those people that says, oh, there's a problem and do nothing about it. But here it was because I had so much background in business that I actually made it happen. And Mm -hmm. it sounds like the same thing happened to you. You're sitting home, you're thinking PR while you're changing diapers, and you actually went out and made it happen. So um, I think it's great. I mean, it was definitely an evolution. I mean, when I, I... Even though I was home full-time with my kids, I decided to volunteer because that was one way I could control the schedule, and that's when I uh, started working with a couple of other organizations, which I know you want to get to. Um, And so a lot of that was volunteer work where I was really able to hone my skills as well. So I never really kind of just sat around. Um, I I just couldn't, even though I I kept having all these children. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. Yeah, once you have the drive... It's really hard to uh, to quiet the mind, I guess, is a good way to say it. Yeah. But um, So, Valerie, there's a lot of people out there that um, probably have a similar question. We know that PR and marketing are so related, but how do you really distinguish the two? And if someone's trying to start their new business out there, like, how much, how do you think they should go about it? Like, should they, should they have a budget for both the PR and the marketing? Well, that's a lot of questions and all really, really good ones. Um, PR is really uh, about communicating what you do and communicating it well with the people who care about what you do, whether it's a product or service. And so it's constant communication. It's just being more and more clear about what you're doing and making sure that the people who care about what you're doing really get that message all the time. And then marketing is, is it is very, very linked because it's about getting out there and getting the attention of, of all the people who, who really care about what your product and service is. So for our company, I, I think it all falls under one roof, which is uh, PR marketing and social media. And even when you look at social media, it really has marketing aspects and, of course, communication aspects and, and, uh, and you know, honing the message and, and, and always being open to whoever your new, newest customer is going to be. So um, in terms of a budget for somebody starting out, I, you know, it's really hard to, um, to figure out what that budget is, but you definitely need to put time and energy and money aside for PR and marketing because that's the only way your business is going to expand. Um, and, and it's very, very important uh, for you, the owner, um, the entrepreneur, the woman uh, or person with a passion for whatever you're doing, it's really important that you're the one to really get out there and do that marketing and PR because you're the one who understands it the most and uh, you're, you can garner the most attention because you are so passionate about it. I, I mean, usually entrepreneurs just won't stop until, you know, everybody hears their message. So, right. I know that's kind of a vague answer, but it really is tricky. I mean, I, I guess if I look at uh, creative concepts and how we've done it, I sometimes I almost try to look away from the budget because if I've come up with an idea that can really put us in front of our potential customer, then I actually just go for it, and, you know, and we continue to work hard to, to make money and bring on new customers, but I, we just have to do certain things to expand and, and, and grow. Oh, that sounds like really, really great advice, Valerie. So I just kind of wanted to set the tone for the whole interview today because I just think you're going to have so much to teach all of us. So let's take one step back, Valerie. I'd love to know more about your history. Like when you were younger, what did you think you were going to be when you 
grew up, I always ask my uh, my guests that question because it just kind of fascinates me at how um, so many people with their history, how their history comes into play with um, their current positions. Yeah. So, well, um, I actually, my father was a, a senior executive in a, in a top company, and I guess I, uh, and my mom stayed home full-time, but then she, once we left, uh, left the house where we were more independent, she became a curator in galleries. So I always wanted to have a little bit of both of what they did, which was, you know, the more corporate side, but also had to have creativity and, and um, you know, a little spunk in there, too. Um, I always knew that I was going to be running something. I always knew that I was either going to be a senior level executive or just, like I said, running the company. And then when I finally got out there working after college, I absolutely knew I had to run my own company because I found that, and this is probably the case with many entrepreneurs, when you have these good ideas, you want to run with them. You, you, know, you can see this, you have these visions of what can be and it always expands the business. And a lot of times there are so many processes in place and uh, red tape and such in these larger organizations that it really just squelches the innovator and the entrepreneur in those companies. So I knew pretty quickly that I had to, I had to run my own company because I m- sometimes moved too quickly for, for my, my immediate manager. And he would put, some of these guys would put, and it was always guys, sorry to say, <laughs> um, we put certain rules in place, which absolutely made no sense to me because I knew that if I did something a certain way, um, something could be more efficient or they could make more money at it, and it just made no sense to me. So that's why I started my own company, one of the reasons. That's, that is so funny, Valerie, because I was the exact same way. You know, I worked for the large corporations on Wall Street, and I would just want to take my head and bang it up against the wall saying, but why are they doing it this way? And the answer was always because that's the way we've always done it. And I would get so frustrated and finally kind of threw my hands up in the air and said, you know what? Life's too short. I have to do what's going to make me happy. And I always had this feeling that I wanted to make a difference. And I felt like, you know what? I can't do it if I'm being stifled. I always felt like somebody was kind of holding me back or they wanted me to do a really good job with my hands tied behind my back. Right. So anyway, I think you're right. I think lots of entrepreneurs like yourself probably felt the same way. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, so Valerie, what was your first job out of college? My first job out of college, actually, uh, well, I in college I was actually a dance and English double major, and uh, my very first job was actually two jobs because I came to dance uh, professionally in New York City, wow. and so that's that whole creative side and getting on stage and all that kind of thing, and uh, and then I worked in the restaurant business. Uh, to support myself while I was taking my classes and going to auditions and things. And um, it was really in the restaurant business uh, that I actually did my first PR and marketing job, but but also, you know, interfaced with uh, customers on a regular basis, of course. I did every single job you can think of because I thought at one point I would want to run my own restaurant. So I really did every single job so I can understand what would make a restaurant successful and, and how to make it grow. So... Um, even though dancing was it, I, I really have to say the good, good old hard work, um, it was really in the restaurant business. Oh, that's wonderful. And, you know, I just love that piece of advice. 
that you probably, you know, that you're giving to everyone that before you step into or want to start a company, you really should know how to do most of the pieces Mm -hmm. of it so that when you decide to hire someone, you know exactly how the job should be created. Is that correct, Valerie? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that goes back to what we were saying is I think that every entrepreneur, uh, don't hire a PR agency initially. I think every, if you're a, a single person, a single entity in your organization trying to get that business off the ground, you should be doing the PR yourself. Because, you know, yeah. ultimately everything is sales. And that's, yeah. uh, you know, what I, what I went into after the restaurant business was sales. Um, actually, sales started when I was selling Girl Scout cookies. I sold the most of my troop, and then it just went from there. Oh, you're just amazing. <laughs> well, you know what, Valerie? We're going to be right back, and I can't wait to hear more about your sales. How okay, it started great. so young for you. Thanks, Valerie. Thanks. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Critical thinking in the real world. What does it take to get ahead and stay ahead of the curve in this ever-changing world around us? Critical thinking in the real world with Janet Hens. Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central on Toginet. Starting November 4th, Janet Hens is a college instructor, speaker, writer, wife, and mother of three young children. She also has her Master's of Arts in writing from Johns Hopkins University. Janet began her career working for a congressman on Capitol Hill, then moved over to lobbying when he retired. It was through these jobs that she learned about the power of grassroots initiatives, media relations, and public speaking. And then she honed these skills when she became a college instructor. Today, she artfully balances work with full-time motherhood. In the show, Critical Thinking in the Real World, Janet will discuss hot topics and the critical thinking necessary to assess them. Her passion for education impacts her daily life, and she'll share that in every show. Critical Thinking in the Real World with Janet Hens, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central, starting November 4th on toginet.com. Another way of living with Susan Dobson is on Toginet. Wednesday evenings at 8, 7 central. Hi, I'm Susan Dobson, host of the new talk show, Another Way of Living. On Another Way of Living, we talk about what I call the unspeakable. When I was growing up, if there was a problem, a pink elephant in the living room, everybody walked around it. Nobody talked about it. Sound familiar? Tune in and listen to my guests and callers talk about their solutions to problems just like yours. If you are ready and really want Another Way of Living, then this is your show wednesday evenings at 8 7 central with susan dobson on another way of living we talk about life its problems its challenges and above all its solutions another way of living educates and informs it makes you laugh it makes you cry plus the live format lends itself to surprising and heartfelt revelations from susan and her guests you'll be surprised by what's shared what's learned and what could change join us for another way of living with susan dobson wednesday evenings at 8 7 central on toginet.com welcome back to paying it forward the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments lessons learned and sharing those ideas now let's get back to paying it forward with josephine Girasi on toginet.com It's Josephine Tarasi again with Paying It Forward. And today's guest, we have um, Valerie Luther of Creative Concepts. And we were just talking about sales. And uh, Valerie, it does not surprise me that uh, your sales achievements started at a very young age when you were selling Girl Scout cookies. (laughs) That is so funny. But, you know, 
that's why I'm so curious all the time about what makes people up. And a lot of times the successful entrepreneurs, they've got that drive when they're, when they're so young. And uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, I, I mean, I can't say much more about the whole Girl Scout cookie thing, but yeah, there's, I don't know what that drive is. I don't know if you're, you're just, you must be born with it, right? Um, but it definitely carried uh, through everything that I did um, as I was uh, dancing and uh, moving into the restaurant business, and then I moved into uh, sales. I was a headhunter in New York City, actually, and then went into a consumer uh, company, Avis, and worked in sales there as well. So... Sales was always um, a very easy thing for me to do. And I remember even being quoted in some um, magazine article way back then where they were writing about CEOs and sales and things. And, I, you know, my whole thing was life is sales. No matter what you're doing, you've got to sell. You have to sell your ideas, especially as an entrepreneur. You have to sell yourself constantly. I mean, we're, uh, you know, we're getting to the point of being uh, known for social media and, and all that good stuff. But, you know, as soon as I walk in the door, you got to sell yourself all over again. It's like my team, myself, the company. So uh-huh. it's, um, it's being confident and being clear about who you are and what you're representing, and, and, and that's sales. But, uh, yeah, I love yeah, sales. I, There's a lot of people who have a problem with it. I love it. I love getting on the phone, the whole right. thing. I, I, it's just about and, – and sales is what? Relationships. It's right. about building well, relationships. I think you're so right, Valerie. And as far as sales goes, it's really funny. I feel the same way that you do about sales. You know, anytime I went to work in a sales job, I just was having fun with it. And I would look at people like, I can't believe I'm actually getting paid to do this, to go out and make, uh, have lunch with clients and have fun with them and close a I don't know. It never seemed hard for me until, Valerie, (laughs) until... I invented Glovies, and um, it's really funny. Um, I I do a great job at selling, you know, the concept of Glovies, and I can sell my mom knows best to anybody. I can sell myself, but with Glovies, it's a little different story because it's like my fourth child, mm. and um, I just went to a conference, a Count Me In conference. Um, mm. At the end of September, and it was so funny, I had met this other entrepreneur, and she looked at me, and she was like, Josephine, no matter what you do, if you feel that you can't sell Glovies, you just have to find somebody else that can, because it's a great product, and you just have to get it out there. So it's kind of funny from an entrepreneur's point of view. I absolutely love sales, but sometimes I think, as maybe it's just because I invented the product, Mm -hmm. it's it's a little too close to my heart. So if somebody just feels that, oh, you know, they say no to the sales concept, it doesn't mean they're saying no forever. They're just saying no for just that moment or that time. But it's still, it's like somebody takes a knife and puts it through my heart. Well, then you're you're probably right. Then it probably is a good thing to, to get somebody in sales. You know, for creative concepts, I've gone through a couple of different phases with the whole business development slash sales side of things. When I first started Creative Concepts, I, of course, did everything, and that included uh-huh. sales, and we brought on new clients. And then I brought on uh, somebody to do sales who was actually very good at getting all the appointments, um, didn't 100% understand all of the aspects of social media. So, but she was able to get the appointments. We'd go in together, 
um, I'd get the business and develop the business from there. And um, she ended up um, leaving and doing something completely different with her life. And then I had another salesperson, same thing. She was very good at developing relationships, actually. Not as great with the whole account management and all the details that that took. Um, and again, I felt like uh, even though there was, they, were, they were supposed to be in that place at that time and it really helps the business, after the second salesperson decided to uh, pursue another industry completely, I was like, you know what, uh, I'm back in sales and I really do love it. And it's actually at this moment in time very effective that I'm the one doing it. We have uh, really great stuff pending. But um, it's just a lot of different phases. And, you know, at one point I thought, well, you know, I'm the one who's running the company. They don't want to hear from me the first time around. And then I said, you know, with this whole recession, I'm like, you know what, everybody's doing everything. So let me just uh-huh. get on the phone. And what I have found, actually, is that a lot of people really do like to be dealing with the principal of the company um, a, a lot of the time. And I'm the most articulate uh, about what social media is and what we specifically do at Creative Concepts. So, so yeah, I mean, I guess you have to get – I mean, I, I really do have a little bit of a distance. I mean, social media, like your new product, social media right. has been so new that it's been – a sales call is actually an educational call. It's not like this hardcore, like, you know, close it right now. It's just not that way. So I actually don't take it personally, but, again, I did not develop social media, but it's, we support the concept, of course. So I don't know. It's yeah. different. I think, I think you're so right, uh, what you just said. Um, similar to what you're saying about social media, about the education, I have the same problem with Glovies. It's like I have to sell a brand new concept. It's not like I'm out there selling T-shirts. I've got to sell a brand new concept. So I understand that. But Valerie, if you were able to like create the most ideal sales force, um, what do you? How would you go about that? Um, I, I agree with you about the principal should probably be very very involved. But my whole problem as an entrepreneur sometimes is that we can't do it all by ourselves. So I loved the concept that you said you actually hired somebody to actually make appointments because that's very, very time-consuming, actually. Yeah, Yeah, I I don't um, think there's one answer for for every company, and there's not always the same answer for the company like what Creative Concepts has experienced. I mean, there was definitely a time when I was developing all of these processes and uh, all of these internal things that we needed to do to get things uh, up and running. And so that was my focus at that time. And so it was really good to have somebody getting on the phone, making the phone calls, and doing the follow-up. Um, the biggest problem I think salespeople have is the follow-up, and it's closing the sale. And so that was one of the, I don't know, I guess weaknesses, you might say, of the two people who were doing sales for a while was, was closing that sale. Um, and so I just, it's interesting because right now in doing sales, uh, I'm not doing everything in the company by no means. What I've, what I've done is I've decided that there's a couple of things that I really, really love to do, and I am focusing on those things because they definitely develop the business. And then everything else that has to be done within the company, I have an amazing team who fully supports uh, all of our business and our clients and everything. So delegating is a huge part. So if you're going to, if you know that sales is not your strength, then you do have to go out and find salespeople who understand your product, who are passionate about it, who, who understand it and somehow it could fit into their lives. You know, like obviously a, a lot of women uh, and, and, and men who are home full-time as well, 
all of these people would understand the value of the Glovies. And so that's the kind of person that you want as a salesperson too. And the right. thing about sales is that it's, it's got all these different facets to it. So maybe you do um, have somebody go in and make the introductions and somebody who's very networked or maybe you have somebody who is more account management in terms of they know how to really develop a relationship and they know how to manage it. And sometimes those, those two different job descriptions are, do not fit into the same person. I think that's great, great advice, Valerie. And I agree with you so much. The follow-up is the most important part because if you don't follow up, that deal is not signed and all the effort, the time, the money that was spent prior like goes out the window. Yep. So um, I, think, I think that's great. What a great you know, piece of advice there. So we got sales down. We've got PR and marketing. We've covered those bases. You know, Valerie, I'd love to know more about social media. What is your take on this whole thing about, you know, the Twitter, the Facebook? I mean, how much time, if we have an entrepreneur, how much time in their day do you think they should be spending on that? And I would love to know more about how we know that it can affect the bottom line. Mm -hmm. If you have any tips or trips tricks for us, that would be great. Well, social media, just to define it, is, if you think about it, it's, it's a media format that is very social. So it's about building a community. It's about relating to people online that you relate to or your product or service relates to. So it's all about uh, building a lot of bridges to potential consumers or even the media who may be interested in you and your product, anything having to do with your company. Um, you know, social media is very important for small businesses because it is affordable in that you can easily open up a profile or create a blog or what have you. It does take a fair amount of time, but I think that um, it, it, is, it just is so much more valuable than sending out uh, a press release and spending hours uh, following up with all of the media who may be interested. Because when you're in social media, whether you're on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, or even a blog, you're actually uh, talking to people who are interested in talking to you. So you've already broken down a bunch of barriers. If on Twitter, they're not going to follow you unless they're interested in what you have to say, and whether that be for your personal life or, or business or what have you. So it is an amazing tool uh, to connect with so many different people who can help your business grow. So um, in terms of how much time, it is tricky. We're always messing around with this uh, equation both for creative concepts and our clients. Um, because you as a product, entrepreneur, service, whatever, you may have a different experience on Twitter than you do on Facebook. You may have different experience on, uh, on blogging or even, you know, doing some videos and stuff. So what you really need to be, and this is, you know, overall and just being a good business person, is you have to listen. You have to listen very carefully to what people are saying, and you have to be very flexible. So if something isn't quite working so well and you're not really getting traction someplace, then stay there, you know, and, but put less time into it and then move into, you know, another channel like, you know, like Facebook or something. So you just got to mess around. This is what I tell people all the time. You just got to go in and you just got to mess around. You do have to be consistent. Does it have to be a million hours a day? No, you can't. Nobody can do that. Um, 
That what? sounds great. Valerie, I'm sorry. We're just going to stop now for a quick break, and I can't wait to hear more about social media when we come right back. Sounds great. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi right after these on toginet.com. Inspiring women to be true to themselves. Get ready for Tracy Porter Radio on toginet.com. 2 p.m. Central, Wednesdays, starting November 4th. Tracy Porter, lifestyle, home and fashion designer. Inspiring women from all over the world with their fashionably eclectic goods, savvy tips, style advice, and encouraging spirit. TracyPorter.com is home to her designer products and voice to thousands of women who flock to Tracy's daily blog for a daily dose of pure Tracy. And now she's coming to Toginet. All of Tracy's enchanting goods can be found at TracyPorter.com and her nationally sought-after mail catalog, Tracy Porter. Plus, you can find her here on Toginet. Tracy's awards, appearances, and accolades are too numerous to mention here. So, ladies, you've just got to come to be inspired, too. With Tracy Porter Radio, inspiring women to be true to themselves, to let their passions lead. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central, starting November 4th, on toginet.com. Get a jump on what your preschool kids need to know with Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten from Stacy Cannonberg. A mom told me this is the book I've been looking for. This book gives me all the information I need about what my kids need to know. And a private school admissions director said this is exactly what we test on. Google it, get it, and get ahead. Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten. Applauded and approved by parents and educators. Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten is a state-approved teaching tool. On sale now, in stores, or online at cedarvalleypublishing.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Hi, everyone. It's Josephine, and today we have Valerie Luther of Creative Concepts. So we were just talking about social media and how very important it is um, to help your business grow. So, Valerie, um, you had mentioned blogging. I'm so interested in knowing how important blogging is. And um, I always wonder, like, how personal should somebody really be on their blog? Like, I know that there's, there should be boundaries, but sometimes I read blogs and I'm like, oh, my God, what are these people thinking? They really <laughs> shouldn't be putting that information out in the public. And um, other times I start to wonder, like, gosh, maybe they have the right idea. Maybe they're really establishing and forming this relationship in the open, and perhaps they're really, you know, driving sales because of it. Well, I think with any social media channel, if you're using it to grow your business, you always keep that in mind with whatever content you're putting out there. So, um, for instance, uh, the Creative Concepts blog, uh, I was the sole person to run it for quite some time. Now, you know, we have a team of people who are working on it. Um, but initially, there were, I would always talk about what was going on in social media, and it's always changing, and people always have different things to say, so I'd always report on different things. And every once in a while, there would be um, a personal situation that may have happened to me, um, whether it be a bad customer service situation or... Or, or whatever, there could be personal situations. But, and I would always want to talk about that situation 
but I would always turn it back around to reflect a, a, a final message that somehow linked to what Creative Concepts did. So nobody really cares um, except like your daughter. If you're taking your daughter to ballet, that's all great. Um, if, if, if ballet and your daughter have absolutely nothing to do with your business, then you shouldn't be bringing it in because it messes with the message of what your business does. You know, from, for instance, I wouldn't get on a blog uh, and talk about uh, the Creative Concepts blog and talk about, you know, what my kids are doing because it really hasn't, at this point, has nothing to do with um, what Creative Concepts does. But for you, I mean, you're talking about Glovies, and so you would not only talk about, you know, your experience in manufacturing them and your process in developing them, but you would talk about some personal experiences with your kids because it relates to the product. So whatever that message is that you're pushing out there about your product, um, it is always good to have a little bit of a personal tone to it because then people feel that they can trust you and that there is a connection between you and them. So I do think it's good. And and blogging has a different tone anyway than pushing out a press release. That's the, the beauty of blogging is that you do get a sense of the person or the company. Um, one of our clients is Bigelow T., and uh, we have three people within the company, the president being one of them, who uh, puts in blog entries every once in a while so that you get a sense of the management and what they're thinking about during the day, the season, what have you. And that's what makes you trust a company, that it has a human face on it. And that's, that's the great thing about blogging. So you do have to find a balance between the two. Um, and going on and on about personal, you know, maybe your parents care about it. Maybe your kids do, but your potential customers don't. So don't get crazy with the personal stuff. <laughs> I think that's great advice. Now, um, Valerie, one other thing I was thinking about is I love your take on videos. You know, um, how important is it for customers to have like that 30-second video right on the front page of their website? Well, we believe big time in video because, again, it, um, it's, the, it's this three-dimensional, oh, it's a human being who's behind the scenes of this company. You really get a sense of, you know, can I trust them and do they have a product that I like? All of these amazing things. You know, videos can be very instructional. Um, they can be very endearing. Uh, we do videos a little bit differently than many people do when we're talking to our clients, we put a video together. We, we, we come up with what the theme is, of course, and we have a basic outline of how it should flow, but there are absolutely no scripts, nothing. We don't have a million lights. We don't have a million cameras, none of that. So we're getting up close and personal with the person who is the most passionate about their product um, or service. And so definitely entrepreneurs should be using videos. Uh, when you're posting a video on, on a channel like YouTube, it's just yet another search engine. It's another channel where you can put your message out. And the point of all of this is that you want to get your message into as many places as possible. So YouTube, you know, your blog, which uh, the search engines absolutely love, Twitter, Facebook. Um, there's, there's ways to save time and money with all of that messaging so you're not, like, getting nuts running in circles. But the thing is, is that if you really are limited in time, focus on one of those channels one at a time until you master it, until you figure out the timing for it, until you move to another channel. Because you really do want to master it. You want to build that community. 
You want to do it effectively and smartly, so do one thing at a time as you begin this process. Oh, that's great, Valerie. I agree with you 100%. Otherwise, it just becomes so overwhelming. And what happens with, you know, becoming overwhelmed is you go from doing a little bit of everything to doing absolutely nothing. So I love that idea of just like, okay, let's just take Twitter. Let's, you know, master Twitter before we start going on to Facebook and LinkedIn and creating a new blog. Right. So that's a great piece of advice. Now, Valerie, you mentioned press releases, and I know how important press releases are, but I have a few questions about it. You know, how often should somebody do a press release? I know, of course, they have to have important information, but what if something, you know, really big is happening? Because my experience with PR is, you know, I was fortunate enough to um, have been interviewed by ABC Nightline News. It was so exciting. But I have to tell you, the next morning after um, it viewed, um, I had calls galore from all over the place, from the local newspaper, from Parenting Magazine, Parenting TV. It was kind of overwhelming. It was exciting. I had so much fun with it. But, like, how many to- how many press releases should I have gotten out at that moment, number one, and number two, how can we capitalize um, on the press release or on that PR event, I guess I should say. So the PR event happens, we get the press release out right away, and then who should we be sending that press release out? I know that's a lot of information, but um, I know you have all the answers for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, press is, is, is very interesting. Um, it's like anything else right, uh, that you're doing in your life, you want to hone in on the press who really care about your product and service. You don't want to spam them, meaning like, you know, with your product, it's, 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 it's good for moms and parents and it's all about kids and family and everything. So you're not going to want to send a press release to the Wall Street Journal technical article, you know, editor, for, for instance. So the first thing you really, you really got to hone in on who those people are. And then it's like anything else. You want to develop a relationship. You can only develop a relationship and be referred to as a a viable source and resource if you're really only conveying some kind of news. So the fact that, um, I don't know, uh, you just hit your 100th customer or, you know, you're two years in business, that's okay, but everybody has that kind of news. You really have to talk about something that's newsworthy. So there is no schedule for that. I mean, every company and every business has different um, marks in time that where there's actually something to talk about. So don't push it. And I would say the same thing for social media. If you have nothing to say, then don't talk about it. And don't just push, put a bunch of fluff out there because then when you really have something to say, they won't pay attention to you anymore. So the, the rule really should be is when you've got something to say, really something exciting that's going on with your business, that's when you put the press release out there. Um, I know you had a bunch of other questions. Tell me some of those other questions again about PR. Well, what happens after you get your press release um, done? Where do you suggest that we should send them? Well, again, it's all about understanding who your customer is. And when you understand who your customer is, then you're probably going to have a pretty good idea of where your customer is going to read their news. So a lot of new moms are reading a lot of the parenting magazines and they're online a lot. So that's where you're going to go 
if you're a new mom. If you're really interested in, um, you know, the tech industry, you're going to, again, be online in certain places and, you know, like I said, the Wall Street Journal or whatever. You, you right, just right. have to get into Google and, and, uh, and from your own personal experience of just living with your product, what is it that you're reading? And then it just begins from there. That's how you, and then you start to network online and you find more publications, um, TV, radio, whatever the case may be, where you can send your message out. So it's a process like anything else. It's a networking relationship process because editors are people too. And they see a lot of stuff every day. And I have to say that a lot of, I've been to uh, conferences and, and a lot of these uh, editors are saying now that they don't even read the press releases that come to them. They just watch for the news uh, in social media, whether it be Twitter, it's usually Twitter, oh, wow. or even blogs. That's one of the reasons why you want to do a blog, because the media loves the blogs. If you have a product that, let's say, like you, know, like you do, and Parenting Magazine likes your product, maybe they've done one feature on you already, um, but they really like what you have to say and they like how your business is growing, they're going to keep coming back to your blog and they're going to be watching on the blog for any updates that you might have as well. And the same with Twitter. I mean, that's part of Twitter as well. If you're running a business, you're not just reaching out to the um, specific uh, consumer, but you're also trying to reach out to the media who might be interested in what you have to say. Oh, that's such great, great advice, Valerie. So, I'm so glad we touched on all the parts of social media. So um, we have so much to talk about, and this hour is going by so fast. <laughs> um, you know what, Valerie? Um, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about how you became the founder of Women at Work. We have just a few moments before our um, break, mm -hmm. but if you'd like to fill us in, that would be great. Well, Women at Work was, uh, I was still home with my, my kids, and I really, there was nothing for me in my community that um, provided me with um, an opportunity to meet other women um, in my community. Um, and also, I was really interested in just learning more. The, the focus of this particular community group was that every, the, really to find that, you know, that perfect happiness, I guess, I don't know if anything's perfect, but to find your happiness, you really got to find what you love to do. And so many people don't know what they love to do. And so my goal with Women at Work was to bring in all sorts of speakers from all over the world, coming from all sorts of different um, backgrounds and, and careers and things, and to talk about what they knew best. And uh -huh. that allowed the women in this group to really get a sense of what was going on out there outside of their own communities. And hopefully they could get a little closer to understanding what they personally really love to do. And that was the goal of that group. And and I thought, you know, I really loved interfacing with these different speakers, and I knew they weren't going to come to my house and just talk to me. So I said, oh, let me start this group so that I can invite these speakers and interface. That's great. That's great. Valerie, we're going to, um, this is so fascinating. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back shortly. Sounds great. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Being frugal doesn't mean being cheap, and the Frugalitarian is here to show you how. 
Jody Olson is the Frugalitarian on Toginet, 3 p.m. Central, Wednesdays. This is the art of great living. It's just a matter of time before people start asking you to tell them your secrets to better style, bargains on food, home decor, and clothing. Your wants don't have to change, just how you acquire what you want. On the Frugalitarian, it's an uncommon mix of style, fashion savvy, and earth friendly, showing you great taste, great style, and great ideas for finding everything you want for nearly nothing. I'm speaking from experience. I live on a beautiful farm where I take care of sheep and do a few light farm chores for extremely low rent. For more clever ideas on how to waste not and totally want not, go to thefrugalitarian.com. Join us every week for more information on how you can live better for less with Jody Olson. It's The Frugalitarian, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Celebrate Green is coming to Toginet, Wednesdays at noon Central Time, starting November 4th. The mother-daughter team of Lynn and Corey will have you going green and loving it in no time at all. As heard on Martha Stewart and Disney Radio and seen blogging for HGTV, Lynn Caldwell and Corey Caldwell-Lipsum are unapologetic evangelists for greening every aspect of life, especially holidays and celebrations. Based on their book, Celebrate Green, they're putting the meaning in the greening with their simple, fun, eco-friendly, affordable ideas. From their start with green Halloween to tips, tricks, ideas, and projects for every holiday, you'll love Celebrate Green. You can check them out online, too, at CelebrateGreen.net and GreenHalloween.org for more information, the newsletter, the blogs, places to shop, cool extras, and so much more. So get ready to Celebrate Green, the radio show with Lynn and Corey, Wednesdays at noon Central Time, starting November 4th on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Well, here we have Valerie Luther of Creative Concepts. And uh, Valerie, I'm so fascinated. We were just talking about women at work, and you were saying that you wanted to get, um, you wanted to, to know the best information that, um, am I saying this Am I getting my point across, Valerie? What you were just saying? Well, no, I, you know, it was about it was twofold. Women at work. It was bringing in speakers yeah. so that you know women could get more exposure to the opportunities that existed for them, and also just uh, a social element. You know, especially yeah. when you're home uh, with kids and they're relatively young, it's really hard to get out and about. And so that was another reason why I had started that. So it, it was very successful, and it also had a a charitable element. Uh, we did a very large fundraiser for um, a shelter for battered women, and uh, it was probably the beginning of my whole kind of computer awareness thing because this particular uh, shelter, although they were doing a great job, they didn't have they didn't do much via email, and so all the money that we raised went towards uh, getting them up and running with email, getting them computers, and also expanding their website so that they could help women. Um, in uh, more isolated situations that we're having a tough time because I think sometimes women in wealthy environments uh, aren't the first ones to go to a shelter. And, of course, right. women all over the world in a variety of cultures uh, are not the first ones to seek help. And so I was really hoping that the money would be a springboard for them to broaden their reach. And uh, it was. It was a great thing, and it really uh, helped them grow and 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 move into the whole computer thing. And, again, that was all about communicating 
And that's what social media is and PR online and everything. It's just about communicating and reaching people. Oh, that's amazing, Valerie. So um, I'm just so fascinated with how much you really give to society. It's like you're always wanting to help people, and that's exactly why I thought you'd be a perfect guest for paying it forward. So I thank you again for that. Um, so, Valerie, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, tell us, how can we do that? Oh, well, of course, uh, come to our website, which is creative-conceptsllc.com. Again, I'll say it again because I know it's confusing. Creative-conceptsllc.com. Or they can also call us, 866-475-5191. And uh, we would love to chat with anybody who wants to talk about social media. <laughs> and that's great. That sounds wonderful. All right. So, Valerie, now, getting back to paying it forward, um, my whole, the reason why I started you know, the radio show was I just kind of felt like, you know, throughout life, we all learn lessons, both personally and professionally. And I just kind of felt like, why keep it to ourselves? There are so many people out there that can actually learn from our mistakes. Mm -hmm. They can save money from things that we've researched and we've tried and we realize it works. So we pass that knowledge forward. So I'd love to know, um, what kind of lessons you'd like to pass forward to our listeners today? Well, um, I think that one of the biggest lessons that, that I've actually learned more recently, in it, you know, now that I have more experience with my team and managing a team and a long-term team is it's kind of like parenting. Well, it's very much like parenting, and that's why I, I think women are so great at starting their own companies because if you've raised uh -huh. some kids, you know, you have to multitask and manage <laughs> and all the crazy stuff that we do. But um, I think that uh, for a business, I think it, you have to be very clear about being a leader first uh -huh. um, as opposed to being a friend to everybody on your team because I oh, think that, that um, when you try to be a friend, I think it's actually con confusing for the people who are trying to work for you, and it's not as effective. Um, oh. in terms of guiding your company and guiding the whole team forward. So I, that's a re that was a really big one for me lately is just be a leader, be very clear. Um, and, of uh, course, you, you know, you're going to be friendly and you're going to make connections, yeah. but you're, you're nobody's best friend. You know, leave oh, Valerie, that for I love that. I love that piece of advice because i got to tell you, I've learned the hard way. Mm -hmm. You know, I hired somebody because I kind of felt sorry for her. I knew she needed a job. And meanwhile, it was probably not such a good decision for my business. And um, I realized it pretty early on, but didn't want to let her go. And it kind of dragged on for a long time. And I agree with you. Don't be a friend. Be a leader. So yeah. that's a great, great piece of advice. I, I, and I think that women probably have a, a tougher time with that concept because, you know, it's part of our DNA to connect and to reach mm -hmm. out, and uh, so that's tough sometimes, but it, it is a good, it's a good lesson. Um, the second thing I would think of um, is you, in terms, you know, you never want to, if you're developing a business and it's a, and important for that business to grow, you always want to uh, be doing all the tasks you need to do to make, uh, get to the end of the day, of course, but you also have to keep your eye on where you want your business a year from now or even five years from now. So you need to take a moment and actually think of what that is and what you want. 
And even with the tasks that you do every day, you can still keep your eye on that ball a year or five years from, from now. So uh, when we first started, we were dealing with a lot of smaller businesses, and, um, and then we got our first large national account, and I could see a huge difference between um, profitability and time management and all that with the large account versus the small account. Even though we only had this one large account, um, I made a very clear and conscious choice that no longer would we be taking any of these smaller accounts. I mean, I hate to say that was just what we needed to do for our business. Right. Um, and so even though there was a little bit of a lull um, while we were making this transition, we did have some smaller businesses come in and say, we want this and we want a little of that. I kept saying, no, we're not going to do that. I'm keeping my eye on the ball. And so we are definitely, I mean, there is no turning back now, and Creative Concepts is growing very quickly, and we have the mm-hmm. wonderful clients and so many that are pending now. So it's, 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 that's truly a joyful moment is to actually have that realization of where you want your business to go, and you can see it materializing right in front of you. Oh, I think that's great. So, Valerie, my question to you is, when you started Creative Concepts, I know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. You know, did you have a business plan, a really detailed business plan? And, um, okay, that's my question, and then I'll come back with a follow-up. You know, I did not have a business plan written on paper, no, but I was very clear about what Creative Concepts was going to do. It really was all the things that I love to do, and and I thought, if I can just combine everything that I really love to do into one business, then I'm just happy as a clam, and that was... PR and marketing and events. And I did all of those. And, you know, I had to tweak it as I moved along and definitely made some mistakes and went down some roads that didn't work and had to be flexible. But I was, I was just so happy to be doing all of these things and having the opportunity to do in the company. And then social media falls right into, in my mind, PR. I mean, it's just communication. Right. And so it's just a different format, but it's all the same. So, um, and, I, you know, we still don't have this, uh, and, and everyone says you should have, you know, a written business right. plan, but I am very clear, uh, and maybe some people need to do that to be really clear, but I'm very clear about uh, the vision and mission for Creative Concepts and where we're going. And we, because I'm so clear, because every day I'm very clear, and with every little thing that I do, even with my team or with a potential client or client, because I'm so clear, it continues to move in that forward, in that, in that direction. Yeah, I think that's great. You know, one thing that Oprah has on her website is actually, I think it's like a two-page business plan. And uh, what I found was I was spending so much time trying to come up with this detailed, intense business plan. And I agree with you, Valerie. I knew exactly what I wanted, and I knew how I was going to go about getting it done and I didn't have it written down. But I have to say, on Oprah's site, she has like this two-page um, business plan, and it's precisely exactly what you just said. Just know where you, you want to be a year from now, know where you want to be three years from now, know where you want to be five years from now, and have your vision. So yeah, and well, we have a vision and mission statement on our website. And while it's not a full business plan, we still have our vision and mission and we're very clear about that. So definitely write something down, definitely, and, yeah. and, and go through that exercise because it, it is very valuable. Yeah, so that's great. All right, we're ready for your third lesson, Valerie. Well, third, you my great. third one is um, remain fearless, if that's at all possible. 
Um, I remember when first starting, it was just me with Creative Concepts, and, you know, I had uh, these potential clients and some clients sitting in front of me, and they wanted to do whatever with their product or service, and I had all these ideas. And I just had all sorts of ideas to get it out there and who they should connect with and how to broaden their reach and to do all these things. And sometimes, you know, and I hadn't had um, at that time as much experience, obviously, as I do now. And, and I remember being at a, um, out to dinner with a bunch of girlfriends, and I remember saying, oh, I'm going to do this and that. And I just stopped and I said, oh, my God, do you think I can actually do this? Can I do all the <laughs> things that I'm saying that I can do? Right. So um, there was a time when I was, scared of uh, the growth of the company and how to make it go forward and can I, you know, once we get the client, can I actually do the work that I say that I can do? Then I just kind of started this chant, I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid, or whatever I was saying at the time, and then poof, it all disappeared. And I have been fearless ever since. And I remain fearless. It's about moving forward, enjoying the process, and feeling blessed by the thing that you have built, which is, like you said, another child. So... Oh, that's just amazing, Valerie. What a great piece of advice, because I'll tell you, as an entrepreneur, 99% of the time I get up and I'm ready to go. But what do you do with that 1% when you start to doubt, oh my gosh, am I crazy? Am I really going to have this? Am I really going to make this happen? What is it that you say to yourself again? Well, I, I was all sorts of different chants. We have a conference that we do every other year called Business Smart Tools and it's businesssmarttools.com. It's a conference to show companies how to use social media for business. The first year uh, we did it, I hardly had uh, many people attending. I mean, you know, we were a couple weeks out. I had to pay for this expensive conference, and I, every night I was like, I have no fear. I think my thing was, I have no fear. I, this will succeed. I, have, <laughs> I must have chanted oh, wow. that to myself every night, every morning, many, many times, and then after a while, I just kind of said, okay, I'm just going to go with the flow. We're just going to go for it. And it was a great success, and it has been a success ever since. So um, I was definitely afraid. I was worried about the money. Well, I was worried about the, you know, right. how to fill the room, how to make it worthwhile for these amazing speakers who had come. But I just kept saying my chant. So it worked. Well, I am so glad. That is such a great piece of advice. But, Valerie, I want to thank you so so much again for all of your fabulous, fabulous information. I think we shared so much with our our listeners today. So Valerie Luther from Creative Concepts, thanks again. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for being a part of Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on Togginet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons learned,